the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. Now, I want you to feel good, because every Democrat area is not only losing people, but is obviously wallowing in the failure and corruption that they always bring to the table. They are the doom loop Democrats. This is all they know how to do. Everything they touch is failure and corruption. And by the way, I was going to start the show with the UAW, right? Because you know what the UAW is. And it's funny to to do a little research on exactly who the UAW is. Well, another top official in the United Auto Workers Union is facing charges in the corruption scandal tonight. He is number 12 on the growing list. And by the way, I've got clip after clip after clip. This is what they always have been a mafia labor extortion organization where they steal from the worker and they extort the company. And that's easy to do. But who accepts this is the mindset of a slave? Democrats, Democrat areas. But what we're seeing now are people who, like you, work their ass off to get what they have and are very successful. And they're they're obviously frightened, for lack of a better word. And it's sad when you see such monuments to achievement and Americanism as somebody by the name of Leon Cooperman. Leon Cooperman is probably not a name most people know. I know it because as a young man, I went into the commodity business. And when you're in the commodity business, you happen to gravitate towards guys who start with nothing and make tremendous successes out of themselves. Leon Cooperman is one of those men. Literally nothing. His father came here when he was 12 years old. He had no money. And he became one of the legendary Wall Street fund managers in the business, bar none. Well, he's still alive. He's an older man, and his knowledge is so extensive that he's brought on from time to time to uh, talk about the market and what he thinks of the future. He's kind of a um, he's kind of a, a, of of somebody who you would go to for those old fashioned fundamentals and principles, um, like Jerome Corsi. Uh, like people like this. So, so when he's on, he brings to the table decades of experience of everything he's seen. And one thing he understands that most people today are not talking about is that the only reason we are in any of these troubles is because of political whores like Joe Biden, who have never worked a day in his life. And as he goes to the world, the world stage, to embarrass himself and the nation, for a guy like me, he's typical of a Democrat. An absolute fraud, a political whore. But for a guy like Leon Cooperman, who is so proud of America, it's a disgrace that he has to be represented, for lack of a better word, by this political whore, this obvious traitor. 
to American principles. I don't look at it that way. I look at it as he's a Democrat. He's not an American. They're not the same. They don't take advantage the way Leon Cooperman, the way you do. They're not interested in going to work and keep their money. They're interested in taking yours. They're similar to all collectivists, all communists, all Marxists. They're not interested in their own achievement. They're interested in stripping it away. Well, Leon Cooperman has always been a target. He's used to that. What he's not used to is the amount of Americans that accept it. So he was on CNBC today, and I wanted you to hear this. You know, my father came to America at the age of 12 as a plumber's apprentice. No education. I went to public school in the Bronx, high school in the Bronx, college in the Bronx, and then I got a short set at Columbia Business School, which opened the door to Wall Street. I started my career in Wall Street the day after I got my MBA from Columbia. I had no money. I couldn't afford a vacation. I paid a lot of money. I'm giving it all back. You're concerned about what uh, what happened? I'm concerned about the lefties. They don't get it. You know, what made me write the book is I have three terrific grandchildren, and I want them to understand the merits of capitalism. And I want them to be capitalists with a heart. And what Leon is doing is he's giving away a tremendous amount of money, which is a tremendous mistake. Tremendous. Because what Leon Cooperman needs to do is protect his assets. Because when you give, that's what the communist, the Marxist, the Democrat thrives on. This idea that we're supposed to give something to people who refuse to participate. Refuse, flat out, but feel entitled because they exist. And they can't put two and two together that every country that's ever even entertained this ideology is like every Democrat sewer corrupt ghetto in this country where that philosophy reigns. They can't put two and two together. So capitalists like Leon Cooperman make a tremendous mistake by thinking you can buy favoritism with people who hate you. And as I was driving in, I was listening to the morning show. And they're talking about the ridiculousness of trust fund babies. Idiots. Entitled elitists. Pretending to act as if they can somehow understand what it's like to be a young Leon Cooperman. Or you. Or me. Or anybody that's worked for their life. They never will. Because they never felt that sense of urgency. Which is why they never feel that sense of pride in the only country that stoked the individual achievement of people. We're the only one. All the rest of them are imitators. And that's why it's used to them. They're used to being slaves in their own nation. They're used to it. Democrats, on the other hand, they don't give a rip what is taken away from earners like Leon Cooperman or the rest of the people who work or you. They don't care about what your property taxes are or how the corruption versus the value, how the equation comes out. They don't care. They simply want to take, and they will join any entity, any group that promises them something for nothing. So now we can talk about the rest of the modern-day Democrats, but specifically an organization that should have been torn asunder for its decades' legacy of corruption that stands right now could affect each and every one of our lives if these idiots, and they are idiots, in the UAW go on strike. I want to give you just a little history Within the last three and a half years, 
Well, another top official in the United Auto Workers Union is facing charges in the corruption scandal tonight. He is number 12 on the growing list. 7 Action News reporter Jim Kurtzner live in Romeo tonight where Ford workers have strong reaction after finding out their plant is closing. Jim. That's right, Dave. 600 workers here at the engine plant in Romeo found out today that this plant is set to... The workers always get the short end of the stick like the yellow truck drivers and the rest of it. The workers are extorted in the same fashion the company is. And there's the La Cosa Nostra, right in the middle. And that's just in the, la- in the last three and a half years. Just listen to this. Our other top story tonight in an unprecedented move. The federal government is serving search warrants on the homes of not one, but two current and former United Auto Workers Union presidents. The raids at the homes of Gary Jones and Dennis Williams, part of the ongoing investigation into union corruption that sent a UAW vice president and several other officials. So when I see these union proud, are you kidding me or are you kidding you? What are you proud of exactly? Because this is synonymous with all national and specifically municipal unions. Now, right now, there's an intense battle over who will be the next leader of the United Auto Workers Union. Ballots are already out for a runoff election with two big names, both six months ago, Squirrel. Of whom think they can lead the union out of a stretch that's been marked by turmoil and corruption cases. Rod Maloney live for us tonight after sitting down one on one with the current president, Ray Curry. Rod. Yeah, Devin, you know, it's been 87 years since the UAWs had a direct election. Usually they have delegates go to the convention and they elect the leadership. Years. But the federal government in its oversight after all of the corruption trials is out there saying that there is something that they need to do to step in. And so now... Ray- and now this mafia stands at shutting down American motor companies, stands at shutting down the American economy in that specific arena, in that industry. Here's some more. The two past presidents have been implicated. Now the new president is explaining his past. When Gary Jones and Dennis Williams got involved in all this, I was angry. I was disgusted. Right now, with Rory Gamble being investigated, I'm numb. Rory Gamble came into office as the change agent, new financial controls, a zero-tolerance policy for corruption. He told me in November, I'm here to restore integrity. Rory Gamble came up through the Ford ranks and confirms he was involved with a Southfield-based vendor, Custom Promotions, who has paid millions of dollars to produce what are called trinkets and trash, shirts, hats, backpacks, keychains, with UAW logos given to union members. All I can say is, for what? Why is the union spending that kind of money on trinkets and trash? The owner of the company, Jason Gordon, has not responded to 7 Action News. His attorney, Christopher Andrioff, confirms they have turned over records and documents from two grand jury subpoenas going back to 2018. But He was stealing the money like every other ret moron. Stealing the money. Worked his way up through the ranks. And one of the guys who was taken advantage of for decades, what did he do when he got the position of power? He stole from the people. Just as he was victimized, he victimized the others. That's a Democrat. That's union strong. And it's a shame. I got a half-brother, union work. My whole family, union. This is the story. And here we are in the year 2023, acting like it's 1923. But are we really? Because in 1923, the government hung thieves. There was something called debtor's prison. They were harder on criminals. It was actually safer in neighborhoods. What's happening in these Democrat sewer areas now? 
Supporters of Senate Bill 553 say it's an important step to preventing workplace violence, stopping staff from forcing employees to step in during robberies. Opponents say the bill goes too far, basically letting criminals steal whatever they want without fear of repercussions. He says under my SB 553, that's Senate Bill 553, employers would be prohibited from forcing their workers to confront active shoplifters and all retail employees would be trained on how to react to active shoplifters. Small business owners from across California came to Sacramento by the busload, gathering at the California State Capitol to protest SB 553. Doesn't matter what the people want. In the Democrat sewers, the oligarchs, the politicians have all of the strength. And they have now made it illegal to defend your property as the business owner. Once again, strengthening the criminal like a UAW president. They will never go to jail. Like Mike Madigan, as he's in the news in Chicago. Oh, he's finally going to give up his ward boss seat. You want to know what's really sad? Is that the Illinois step-and-fetch wannabe half-ass gangster would have voted for that crooked bastard again. He would have won again. Like they win every time they run. And until people recognize, Democrat, by declaration of Democrat, it's not just a doom loop of failure. Democrat is the same as communist. It is the same as Marxist because it is a mafia. It is absolutely and totally a mafia. And by the way, they're not worried about ever losing again. We will win the election. You will will win. win. We will win the election. There is too much at stake and the American people know it. And you stole the last one and nobody stopped you. You'll steal in perpetuity. You're a Democrat. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. The idea that the government would create a law to prevent property owners from defending their property is the exact opposite of every principle this country was founded on. That is why people who understand the principles are outraged, are disgusted, are demoralized. But don't be. Don't be. Because there is a migration, a voluntary secession happening. That's one thing. The other is they're absolutely wallowing in their own failure, and it's fun to watch them wiggle. New at 11 now, Mayor Adams more passionate than we've seen about the asylum seeker crisis. As more buses arrived at Port Authority today, the mayor says the city is severely impacted by the influx of migrants. Speaking at a town hall meeting tonight on the Upper West Side, the mayor said that he doesn't see an end to this problem as the city is not getting enough support from the federal government. This issue will destroy New York City destroy new york city what destroyed new york city is the idea that you could commingle with communism you see you're spending ten thousand dollars a month per head you can't do that because the people who you're spending it on have never paid into the system number one but the other problem you have is you don't have enough people paying into the system still there that's why it's going to destroy the city how come it didn't destroy the city when leon cooperman's father came here at 12 or throughout history. Why? What was the difference? And the difference is this idea of government supremacy. So to watch Eric Adams 
cry. It's uh, similar to a wife beater demanding on, on, on becoming husband of the year. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. They didn't make their minds up, Eric. You. Yeah. They didn't make their minds up, you moron. Your entire party opened the gates, invited them in, and then pays them to be here. You give cell phones. You give health care. You give housing. You give food stamps. But you always have to just your voters. See, the problem you really have is they're not willing to vote for you just yet. So you're trying to get to that magic sweet spot where you can have an entire new welfare army who will tolerate all of your skullduggery, all of the scandals, all of the UAW mafia fraud that you pretend is normal as you take their money to pass laws and protect their capos. The mayor says the city currently supporting 110,000 asylum seekers that have arrived in the five boroughs since April of 2022. Greg Abbott just exposed... States that nullified the law. That's all he did. Him and Ron DeSantis just said, here, you want to nullify immigration law? Here you go. What's the problem? I don't understand the problem. The first saying that 14,000 people is a crisis, my concern is what will happen in the city of Chicago when we're really faced with a, a momentous situation that is truly a crisis. Another neighborhood at odds over housing for the influx of migrants from the border. Thank you for joining us. I'm Scott Schneider. And I'm Don Hasbrook. We go straight to Tia Ewing, who is live with more from that packed meeting in Greece. I wonder if Telemundo has broadcasted that we protect predators. I wonder how long until that kicks in. Huh. Town tonight. Tia. Well, Don and Scott, this crisis no doubt continues to grow here in the city of Chicago. Another four. Telemundo's got the best weather, girl, squirrel. Absolutely. It's the only weather I watch when I'm in Chicago. Busloads of migrants showed up here today, and this hostel behind me has housed migrants in the past from October of 2022 until February of this year. Now, the difference this time, though, is that the public has been made aware of it happening. Just Has been made aware of it. I don't know who taught her how to talk. Fetterman, doesn't matter. She's a Democrat, and she's a, a made aware of it. <laughs> Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Wonderful. I'm having a time of my life. How about you, kid? Good. Listen, Sean, uh, one of Biden's favorite lines is no joke. Well, you know what's a joke is the sanctuary cities are crying about uh, how all these illegals are being sent to them. And this Adams even calling uh, Abbott a madman and said that there's <laughs> no, uh, no end to everything. He's a madman. Come on. Yeah. They I'm going to tell you what, Rich, what I've seen here in Florida because we made it. Florida, the state passed a law that if you're a business and you hire them, you pay 50000 a head and you lose your business license. So what's happened right. is there's been an exodus. And the nice thing is, is that at least we now know there will not be assets who are perpetrating the violation and nullification of our laws. And yet all of these politicians who complain about it, all of it, they never put the onus where it needs to be. Why hasn't Congress changed the law? See, because what... What they're really doing is they're going to beg for money. And Eric Adams and J.B. Pritzker and Lori Lightfoot, the male version, they're going to get the money. They're going to get the money. That's just 
well, Joe Biden is in office. But what needs to happen is Republicans need to be made aware of it and people who are not in the mafia. And the Republicans that have gone along with it need to be thrown out. And by the way, they're getting awful nervous. The scumbag lying, what are they called, conservative? Really the hucksters and the corporatist scoundrels. They're getting nervous. It's September the 6th. The chance of getting 12 appropriation bills through the Senate and the House to the president's desk is pretty remote. I compliment uh, Senator Collins and uh, Murray for passing 12 bills to the Appropriations Committee. We're going to take up a minibus next week. I'm all for a regular... A minibus. It's an omnibus, you stupid backwater moron. order, But I'm not for the government minibus. shutting down, so we're going to eventually need a CR. But we also will need a supplemental because of Hawaii and many other things. I just want- You're going to need a, a CR, continuing resolution. You're going to have to pass appropriation bills. This is all after the Republicans signed a suspension of the debt ceiling. So Lindsey Graham is here to tell you he's going to continue to fund it, but he won't vote for an omnibus. I want to let the body know, from my point of view, I will, know, I will not vote for an omnibus bill. I'm not ever going to do that again. So we need... Kind of too late now, Lindsay. And you're lying, useless ass, warmongering, policy profiteer. You're gone. You're gone. You'll never get elected again. Good news is you'll probably make more money as a lobbyist that used to bribe you. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. 424 days till the next election. The damage that has been done in the shortest period of time is higher spending, lower revenue, overwhelming the economy with the promise of more taxation on those of us who earn. You see, those of us who earn have been sold this idea that everybody's entitled to your money. Everybody's the same. Well, the news... Leads me to believe that not everybody's the same. In fact, when I watch the news and these Democrat sewers, all I keep thinking about is the amount of money we keep wasting on these people. Dina and Pat, Chicago police have not established a connection with the robberies yet, but two of them did happen just around the corner from each other here in Lincoln Square. And we did just get some surveillance footage from the robbery that happened at the Green Post. Am I supposed to feel bad for the robberies? For the robber, robbers? Oh, I feel bad. They have circumstances that I just don't understand. Wrong! We all were poor. We all were desperate. Not all of us had such low character to rob somebody. And instead of punishing those people, we protect them as a government. That's a problem. So you're going to have to pick areas that are important. Eric Adams is right. The areas that support the predators... The areas that give $10,000 to people who have done nothing to deserve it, they are doomed. It's a doom loop. They're Democrats. Welcome back. This morning, hundreds of migrants are still without homes. They are sleeping at the airport in some cases, outside of Chicago police departments. And as they wait for help, they say the city isn't offering any answers. Whoa, 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 whoa. I've never gone anywhere and expected somebody to give me a frickin' answer. What the hell are you doing here? What the hell are you doing here if you don't have a plan? I don't understand it. Did you come here to work? Good. Got a million jobs. Go ahead. Go. Go. And then somebody goes, oh, they don't have permits to work. Okay. Well, that seems like an easy fix, right? And then all of a sudden the government says, no, 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 no. We don't just want them to work. We want them to work in government. Well, don't you have enough? 
Don't you have enough guys in government sitting on their asses doing nothing? I think you do. In fact, you're 22 million strong, and I have yet to see what you have to do. What entity, what organization works the way it was promised and sold to the people, let alone with the benefits? So right away, you got to throw in all the benefits. See, this is the problem with the system. We've built this entitlement system, and they keep telling us they're getting things done. Many have talked about doing this. This is the work under Joe Biden's leadership that has actually been accomplished. That's important. What we're experiencing is exactly what Joe Biden has accomplished. And it's starting to have effect. I want to I give you a little uh, clip from CNN, of all places. Not Fox News. Oh, no, 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 no. CNN. And then just take a look at the mood of the country right now. 30% of Americans in this poll say things are going well today, Sarah. 7 in 10 Americans say they're going badly. 7 in 10, squirrel. Even if you went to CPS and you can't figure out how to change the station, 7 in 10 is a lot. Mike in Shortwood. Sean, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for making it. Hey, uh, you know, ever since I was young and I started learning how to vote and all that good stuff, and I, I always was conservative in many ways. I knew Illinois was in trouble a long time ago. Yes. Especially how they set stuff up. Especially, I was always questioning, how do you have a house, a, represent, a representative's house in Illinois that's represented by population and a Senate that's represented by population? And I said, I already knew the game was already switched just to Chicago, or as I call it, Crook County. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always wanted to know, uh, why couldn't I ever get a printout of exactly how I voted for? I know back in the day, my mother would always tell me, your vote, your vote is private. You shouldn't share it with others. But the way people are talking today, we already know who's voting which way. So at this point, give me who I voted for. So if I need to go ahead and go back to my county office, and I want to go ahead and, and do a, just, just to look over my report, see if anything got switched. Well, there is a way to know what ballot you pulled, but that still isn't a way to audit your actual vote, to your argument. Correct. And the reason that they have the the vote of anonymity is because they understand how gangsters think, and they wanted to protect people who had to deal with the mafia. So there's few of us that can afford to not have repercussions, but... It's a crucial point, and that's why, Mike, you know, I talk to guys at Freedom Square. I talk to guys, uh, I had the Patriot.online and all that. I want someone to come up with a site where you say, my name is Joe Matarats, and I voted here, and this is how I voted. Because if we don't create something where we can audit, we're turning to the most pathological liars among us for the outcome of the most important thing called an election. But, Sean, we have these Republican counties that are outside in these outlying areas. And they are dragging their feet. They do nothing of what they could do. That's why it's just, I, I almost feel like the Illinois Republican is like, a, it's an amoeba. Has They're no a time. cohort. They're a cohort of corruption. And the legacy Illinois Republicans were more interested in being sidecars to the corruption because there's a lot of money in it. And when you look at some of these scallywag scum, like, uh, uh, who's the guy? Pat Brady, who used to be the head of the Illinois Republicans. Not only is yeah. he a never-Trumper, he's a two-bit whore lobbyist. Who, if you give him enough money, he'll eat a banana and drop off a fruit salad 20 minutes later. There's nothing this scoundrel won't do. And that is an Illinois Republican? Take that moron and anybody who sides with him and take a a long walk off a short pier. See, this is the problem you had. You have people like that who understood, listen, in Illinois, 
If you're a go-along-to-get-along Republican, you make a lot of money, brother. Take a look at who controls the, the marijuana distribution centers, the marijuana growers. Take a look at, at, the, at the lobbyist connection between the Illinois Republicans and the video poker machines. This is a well-known thing. It's for anybody to look up. You don't have to listen to me. But I like things honest and pure. You and I, if you think like me, we're rare, babe. Rare. Mike Madigan would have won till the day they brought him to the mortuary. People don't care. They want in on the scam. And that's why you have to think of O'Leary's cow kicking the lantern over. Thank you very much, Mike. Sure would. I appreciate it. Glenn and Oakbrook feels the pain. Yeah, hey, Sean. Listen, 30% of the, the uh, population feels the economy is doing well. Who in the heck are these people? And, and you know something? Maybe those are the people that should form their own country and pay all the taxes or something. Glenn, there's two people that, that, that agree with this. Those people who get the direct welfare, the, the, the cheap welfare. You could buy them cheap. Give them out housing and food, a little walking around money. And then there's the other ones, babe. The corporatists, because the money that's being stolen from the, the, the population and given to the very select few is astronomical, Glenn. You remember what it was like when Barack, who likes him big and round, was in office? You want to know what's funny, Glenn? I actually got some clips to remind people of the kind of swindles that happened then and the same names, thank you for the call, that are happening right now. And that looks like this rivalry seems to be heating up. Good morning. So it's it's quite the deals. Um, Wang Xiang is a Wang Xiang is a large OEM. It ma- manufactures auto parts in China as well as in the U.S. And it's acquiring out of bankruptcy the assets of Fisker, which was a sort of Fisker. Do you mean that China bought Fisker after the people were swindled? And where was the warehouse or where was the the manufacturing plant? Oh, Delaware. Who else is from Delaware, Squirrel? The Obama administration has used taxpayer money to place what is essentially a billion-dollar bet on electric cars. And this morning, we have a first... How'd the bet come out? How'd the bet... Bet, 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 bet. I'm going to put a billion dollars. Where are you going to put it? On Fisker. Okay, let's go. Snake eyes. You lost the billion, didn't you? Look at one of them. A car that, for all its sleek design and energy efficiency, is also raising questions about whether it could end up as another taxpayer boondoggle. Well, it was a taxpayer boondoggle. We're going to get back and give you the specificity of it. But notice, what's the name you hear in the news? I hear it too. Fisker. It's back. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. George Michael, right? I wonder if he knew who Larry Sinclair was. Got a federal loan two years ago of more than $500 million. Vice President Joseph Biden saying the company would employ auto workers in his home state, Delaware. This is seed money that will return back to the American consumer in billions and billions and billions of dollars in good new jobs. And so far, sounded good before the dementia, didn't he? Could almost he could make. He, I think that was a sentence. I think that's the last time Joe Robinette. Why are my socks wet? Biden formed a sentence. The U.S. money has helped to create some 500 auto assembly factory jobs, but they are not in the United States. Ra- uh oh. Uh Uh-oh, you mean you put a billion dollars on the table. You built a plant for $480 million that you later sold the entire company for $100 million. And uh, the jobs weren't here. They're here at this plant in Finland. The Department of Finland? 
Aren't they part of NATO now? Oh, no wonder why. We've been bribing them for decades. Are you sick of it? Have you had enough of it? Then stop entertaining the idea this is a political party. It isn't. It's a mafia. It's the same bulldung speeches over and over and over again. The only difference is the numbers get bigger. Terry, Dyer, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Hey, I, I, I just want to ask one thing. You hear everybody with the talk. Oh, we got all these jobs available. Just give them, give them uh, permits to work. Give them per- permits to work. I'd be willing to say that 90% of these people would go into entry-level jobs somewhere. Of course they would. Where are you gonna, Where can you afford to live right now on an entry-level job? Please. Oh, you'd be me. surprised, Terry. You'd be surprised. You know, the thing of it is, is that we're, we're, we're taking away why they actually came here. They were lured here. Barack Obama years, he advertised our welfare systems in these third-world countries. They all knew when Joe Biden came to office that the floodgates would be open. And not only that, there would be money in it for them. And their countries of origin are bankrupt, only existing on a tremendous amount of foreign policy aid from America. So we're only seeing the the end of the problem. You don't want to look at the beginning? We have been lying and luring people to come here for the intentional destruction of our way of life. Because the Democrat sewer politicians are gods in their area. They like it that way, brother. They want that third world corrupt governance because it comes with power. And that's what the Democrats thrive on. George in Naperville. Yeah, Sean, why don't they hire all these immigrants or migrants flooding into Chicago to build Obama's pyramid? His George, library. Now you and I you, the cheap. Now George, you're you're a little older than me, but you're a Melrose Parker. You're where, where I'm from. We were there in the seventies, right? And the illegal aliens came there, and Melrose Park was their home. Number one, the best people in the world, as far as I'm concerned, worked their ass off. Was there ever any trouble? No. But was the government paying their rent, giving them food? Was the government paying their health care? Was the government providing sustenance for illegals back then? Or were they here because they wanted the American dream? You tell me, They were working people. They were earning a living. Exactly. And you never had to worry that you were going to get robbed or raped or beaten. They weren't bringing fentanyl at that time. This is a whole new crop of problems because our government has incentivized these problems. They've welcomed them. And they're trying to make it blend in because, above all, they know all they need is plausible, plausible deniability for election theft. We will win the election. You we will, will win. win. We will win the election. There is too much at stake, and the American people know it. And they are not turning back, regardless of the true, true opinion of the people of this country. I am going to make the assumption that the economic concerns are one of the really big issues for Americans. Inflation, not having their jobs, give them enough money to sort of keep up. Doesn't matter. Just print more up. Another issue that has been of concern, according to this poll, is the president's age. That is a question that has... Doesn't matter. He's got the most unqualified easiest vice president in political history let's go to the office tramp you're 58 now if you win the second term as you and the president are running to do he would be 86 at the end of it the wall street journal had a poll showing two-thirds of democrats say joe biden is too old to run again two-thirds is also a lot squirrel are you prepared to be commander-in-chief yes i am Absolutely. Well, you've got me convinced. Now put your shirt on. In the meantime, what are the Democrats used to voting for? Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Bye. Thank you. 
Mr. Heller, can you walk walk by Miami? Hap happens when... In Did pe- you see him? That's John Fetterman, senator. Looks like he works for West Coast Choppers. He had on a work shirt, no tie, at the Senate. Got a new porn mustache. Still looks as stupid as Sling Blade. They're used to it. They're Democrats. We'll be back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so What we're experiencing through the last 20 years of the Democrat mafia backdoor nationalizing our nation is that it's happening from government. It's not happening from outside. The attack to American principles is happening from Washington, D.C., not across the oceans. My next guest understands this. She's been fighting against this for years. She understands this is the last place we can put up this kind of fight. She also knows what it's like to try to put up that fight in other places, tragically. She is a New York Times bestselling author and chairman of actforamerica.org. She is Brigitte Gabriel. Brigitte, thank you for joining me. How are you? Thank you, Sean. I'm delighted to be with you. You know, I was reading your op-ed, and it's really, I think people do not understand. I know because I have to scour the news. And when you look at um, the judges that are put forward in the doom loop Democrats, as I like to call them, in the Biden administration, not only is this just the recycling of the Obama years, but this is the true believer of government supremacy. They're referred to as Marxists, but you could call them communists. But above all, they're, they're government supremacists. And they're really destroying the idea of a republic. And is that, I was asked by a caller about a week ago, do you really think the military could be deployed on Americans? And my answer was, well, it already happened once. But yes, it could absolutely happen, in particular, if the people in charge of the military are true believers in government supremacy, are Marxists. Do you see a correlation? Yes, absolutely. I mean, and we are seeing right now, look, Biden has nominated critical race theory champion General Brown for the most important military post, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff at the Pentagon. So when you look at this general now who's nominated to lead our military, he will make Millie look like General Patton. This guy (laughs) is so much into diversity, equity, and inclusion, he is actively engaged in DEI race-based quotas. He wants to cut the 80% white officers, including 86% white male pilots, to a minority of 43% purging trained skilled warriors from our ranks. So when you look at what's happening, even in the military, and you see the wokeness of the military, the military is now becoming like a Marxist communist institution led by communists and Marxists who want to transform our military because they value diversity, equity, and inclusion above merits, above qualifications, above the safety and security of our country, above protecting the citizens of the United States. What they're doing is they're doing a social 
experiment in our society, in every department in our government, Sean, in yeah. the military, in the intelligence community, uh, uh, on our colleges, and it spells disaster for our country. But these people that they're putting in these very powerful positions, you know, I think the lipstick on the pig of uh, of of the backdoor nationalization of our nation is this idea that we're helping people when the reality is we're putting in place in power very strategic loyalists to government and we kind of yeah. use the excuse of affirmative action or DEI or whatever the phrase of the week is but the reality is they all share the philosophy of government supremacy and this yeah. is more of evidence to me that Joe Biden is what he's always been a traitor to Americanism. He's been bribed. We have the documents. We have now aliases and emails and all the evidence you would need to convict anybody if there was a rule of law. My question to you is this. Why do you think so many Americans prefer to be in this mafia rather than see it torn down? Oh, you know what? The problem is, Sean, the majority of Americans, the people who love this country, the people like you and me, the middle class, who live between the big cities, you know, you drive any uh, outside of any city, USA, you drive 10 miles and all of America looks the same. They love God. They love country. They honor our the heritage of our founding fathers. Uh, they believe in the Constitution. They support our police. They believe in secure borders. They believe in strong military. But the majority of Americans have no idea. The level of corruption, the level that how deep the swamp is in Washington, D.C. And look like the nomination and confirmation of this general. Most people have no idea that the Senate is about to vote on the confirmation of this radical Marxist, communist, leftist, diversity, equity and inclusion general to head our military. And this is why it is vital for everybody listening to this uh, broadcast right now to Please call your senators and urge them not to confirm General Brown. Go to our website, actforamerica.org, actforamerica.org. We have an action alert. We have an Act Now campaign prepared for you. Where It's on the, it's on the front of our uh, page where we give you the names of your senators, the people you need to contact, their phone numbers, their emails. We even have an email pre-written for you. All you have to do is click and it will sign your name on it. We have a script for you, so when you call their offices, you don't even have to think about what to say. You can just read the script. Time is of the essence. The senator, the Senate is supposed to vote on the confirmation of this radical military leader uh, this week or next week. So we want to make sure we want to drive as many phone calls as possible. Your action is urgent. You can make a difference for the country. And if you can persuade one senator to vote no, you would have made an impact on the future of our military. This is how important this is. Please go to actforamerica.org and take action right now. It is urgent and share it with everyone you know. Brigitte, I've been watching you for years and you, you know, you fascinate me. You're, even, if I, even if I even think about disagreeing, I remember who I'm talking to. In fact, why don't you let the uh, people know you're, you're a Lebanese American, you're a survivor of terrorism. Uh, correct. And you, you, you have been fighting this idea of theocrats throughout the world implementing uh, their theocracy on the American people. And, you know, for the most part, I thought for a while there we were really winning. Feels like we're losing now as I watch Joe Biden strategically give an entire country and billions of dollars of weapons, but more importantly, a, 
a military base to the Taliban, who I thought was the enemy. Then they were our friends. Now we're giving them $2.8 billion. This has to be a particular stone in your shoe, is it not? Uh, it is very much so. We were winning under President Trump because he understood our enemies. And the reason why I'm so passionate about this, Sean, is like what you referred to, my background. My 9-11 happened to me in 1975 when radical Islamists blew up my home, bringing it down, burying me under the rubble wounded. I ended up living in a bomb shelter for seven years of my life, from the age of 10 till the age of 17, robbed of my youth. I ended up moving to Israel becoming a news anchor for World News in the Middle East, and then later moving on to America by marriage. I married an American reporter. That's how I ended up in this country. So I know what happens when people turn a blind eye to evil, thinking it's never going to happen here. When I look at my country of birth, Lebanon, right now, which used to be Paris of the Middle East, it is now a hellhole, as President Trump likes to call such countries, who are completely, that's completely controlled by a terrorist organization, Hezbollah, where the government, the central bank, went into people's bank accounts, took their money, and spent it. The people in Lebanon right now cannot even go to the bank and pull their money out. And if you think this cannot happen in America, I have seen Paris of the Middle East transform into a lawless nation where the wealth has disappeared, everybody is broke, the government was so corrupt, the Leaders became rich while everybody in the nation became poor. We in America today are facing such corruption on our governmental level and in every agency. Every three-letter agency has been weaponized against the American public. The leaders are lining their pockets. There is no accountability. There is no responsibility. And we're going to pay the price unless we wake up. Sounds like Chicago. In the meantime, Brigitte, (laughs) you know, I I could argue on specificity of Donald Trump's specific policies that I tremendously disagree with, in particular as last year. And But the one thing I admire and, and I will always acknowledge throughout the rest of my life, that he is by far the best foreign policy president this country ever, ever had. We have this duopoly of warfare welfare that I think Americans are sick and tired of. So I'm not an advocate for blowing up people I disagree with. But I am an advocate for standing on certain principles. And I'm wondering, when you, when you go out through history, I have a clip I play all the time of a Democrat, Madeleine Albright, and the bombing that what took place under Democrats and Republicans and the children who are devastated. It's always the same story, is it not, Bridget? It's always the people who are abused by the theocrats and power of their government. They're attacked by militaries who pretend to, 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 to fight for them. Wasn't Donald Trump's philosophy of principled foreign policy the way in which America should, should carry itself in the future? Absolutely. Look, we didn't have a war under President uh, Trump. The Ukraine war would not have happened if President Trump was president. You know, I'm a firm believer in, in, in leading through, through strength. We need to make perception is reality. And when the world perceives America as strong, as a principled nation, as a nation who draws a line where you cannot cross, a nation that will protect freedom, ensure the safety and security of its citizens, that's a country that the rest of the world respects. That's a country that would allow us as citizens of the United States to live peacefully, not worry about China eating our lunch, not worry about our tax dollars being squandered
conflict on Ukraine, not worry about uh, whether ISIS is going to be resurrected or Al-Qaeda is going to be resurrected or what is going to happen in our country. We need a strong leader who's going to ensure a safe and secure America. And like you said, at that time, President Trump is the only one who delivered that. You want to know something, Brigitte? I'm, I'm thinking about what we're experiencing and the false confidence in the government the American people have. Democrats are leeches, and they tend to live off the successes of other people. As you see what, what's happening in the southern border, and you see the chaos and confusion, I believe that it's some nefarious actors there that may actually be sympathetic to the ideas of terrorism. Do you believe there are terrorists in our country now thanks to the Biden border policy? Absolutely, I believe so. Look, just last week we found out that the FBI is scrambling to find 12 Uzbeks from Uzbekistan that were smuggled to the United States by an ISIS operative. They came to the United States through the Mexican border and working cartels, and we have no idea where they are. So the FBI is in panic trying to find them. And those are the ones who are now anywhere in the country. Nobody knows where they are. Now, we know, Sean, that in our prisons today, there are over 100 terrorists that we have arrested and put in jail who came through the Mexican border. And if we know those people are already here and we arrested them and the other 12 Uzbeks that we do not know where they are, how many more came through that we we have no idea about. We know that people from China are coming to America. We know that people from Syria are coming, from Afghanistan, from different countries around the world that, that are not persecuted. They are just coming here because they heard that the Mexican border is open and they're coming into our country, including Iranians. What if we get into war with Iran and Iran already has its operative here in the United States and China has well, its operatives here? Did you see the gas field? They opened up the largest offshore gas field yesterday. They opened it up yesterday. And I, you know, I covered it because I'm a news junkie. I have four t or three TVs on here in Studio Xanadu because I, I now live in Florida. And, and not a one of them. The financial news. Nobody covers the success Iran is having economically and militarily. This is something that is astonishing to me, but nobody else covers the co collusion between these radical theocracies and Africa. Africa is something that Americans have no idea about. We have 100,000 National Guardsmen spread throughout Africa. We have how many bases? We have hotspots going on. But one thing that's not getting out is the people who are staging the coups oftentimes are radical Islamic uh, uh, theocrats, are they not? Uh, yes, they are, but nobody wants to talk about it. The subject has become nuclear and harmful to your health because the Muslim lobby, including the Islamic uh, uh, bloc at the United Nations, started talking Islamophobia, and now any time you discuss terrorist activities, and when it links to Islamic, specifically Islamic terrorism, look, we're not hearing about Buddhist terrorism, we're not hearing about Christian terrorism, we're not hearing about Jewish terrorism, we're only hearing about Islamic terrorism. Yet if you say anything about it, you are automatically accused of being a hater and a bigot and a racist and an Islamophobe, and nobody wants to talk about it. But the yeah. sad reality, Sean, is in our country today, the national security issue has been uh, uh, put in the block of Republicans. So when you talk about this issue, nobody in the Democrat or the media or in communication in our country wants to listen to it, wants to acknowledge it, or even wants to address it, because they consider it, oh, that's a Trump and Trump, you know, uh, yeah. Trump followers issue.
It took eight years that people were disgusted with Barack Obama, who expanded a two-front war to a seven-front war, dropped more bombs, 90% of his drone strikes killed innocent people, and some of the times Americans were upset. I keep waiting for them to get upset at this dimwit in diapers, but they can't get enough of the fraud, and I think it's due to the massive increase in welfare. In the meantime, I could talk to you for an hour. I love having you on. I love the fact that you constantly put up the fight. She is the chairman of actforamerica.org. You can go there now, support Brigitte Gabriel. Thank you again for making time for me. I appreciate you. Thank you, Sean. Always a pleasure being with you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The Democrat doom loop. Failure, corruption, fraud, ultimately a bailout. It's exactly what the plan is. And what do you do to people who, uh, who wiggle? You don't give them the bailout. You tax them more. That's what it's like. But I'm going to tell you something. After these kind of Democrat morons, how's Jimmy Carter doing? Still alive! There's always something good that can come out of it. After Barack, he likes him big and round. Who came out of it? Donald Trump. Fantastic policies. Thrived. The nation thrived almost from immediately him being sworn in. And that reminded me of the last time we had a moron Democrat by Jimmy Carter. What happened? Thrived. How? We had a man come up who understood not just the principles of economics because he had an economic degree although he was called stupid by the same morons that subscribed to socialism and government supremacy almost immediately turned it around that's exactly what will happen the next time if we can get a fair election good evening i'm speaking to you tonight to give you a report on the state of our nation's economy i regret to say that we're in the worst economic mess since the great depression A few days ago, I was presented with a report I'd asked for, a comprehensive audit, if you will, of our economic condition. You won't like it. I didn't like it. But we have to face the truth and then go to work to turn things around. And make no mistake about it, we can turn them around. We invented the assembly line and mass production. But punitive tax policies and excessive and unnecessary regulations, plus government borrowing, have stifled our ability to update plant and equipment. When capital investment is made, it's too often for some unproductive alterations demanded by government to meet various of its regulations. Excessive taxation of individuals has robbed us of incentive and made overtime unprofitable. We once produced about 40% of the world's steel. We now produce 19%. We were once the greatest producer of automobiles, producing more than all the rest of the world combined. Union that took care of that. That is no longer true. We must not be timid. We will restore the freedom of all men and women to excel and to create. We will unleash the energy and genius of the American people, traits which have never failed us. We can create the incentives which take advantage of the genius of our economic system. A system, as Walter Lippmann observed more than 40 years ago, which for the first time in history gave men, quote, a way of producing wealth in which the good fortune of others multiplied their own, unquote. That's something the American citizen today has no idea about. They've bought this swindle 
of government supremacy, this redistribution bulldung, and to watch the beneficiaries of Americanism who were given not just liberty and freedom, but the assets of their elders show such disrespect they're willing to strip away the assets of their grandkids. Shows you that intellectually we are in our infancy as a species. And that's the only explanation for these moron Democrats. That includes our Secretary of the, of the Defense, Austin, uh, Secretary Austin, Secretary McDonough, the Army, the Secretary of the Army, Warmoth, Chairman Miller. Jeez. What? I mean, I mean, really. And the thing that you don't have the benefit of, of understanding or being there when it happened, Joe Biden hated Ronald Reagan. And Ronald Reagan used to make fun of him because Joe Biden was always a creep. Oh, but he was a liar. And he tried to run for president in the late 80s, squirrel. The citizens writ large, when they found out he was stealing the speeches, making up his own history, completely rejected him. But the difference is that America had character in the 80s. Now, it's got guts on goal. Jim on the South Elgin. Well, it was a good uh, interview with the... Hello? Yeah, you're there. Okay. It was a great interview with Bridget Gabriel. I've been supporting her for years. Uh, I would encourage people to send you know, a couple bucks their way after America every once in a while. It's a great, great uh, organization. And also, people should listen to her Thanksgiving speech that she did a couple years ago. It yes. was great. She detailed how she spent that seven years, you know, in Lebanon. The Jews came and rescued her. She's a great patriot. So for great, thanks for having her on. It was great. Oh, I appreciate that very much, Jim. Thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. And I, uh, I got a couple text messages about why I wasn't talking about Joe Biden walking off of the stage when he gave the Medal of Honor to Larry Taylor. And the reason I didn't mention it is I was happy for Larry Taylor. Larry Taylor was a Vietnam veteran war hero, helicopter pilot, whose actions went to save American soldiers. Joe Biden is a traitor to the American soldier. Joe Biden was a draft dodger. Not that I agree with the draft, but Joe Biden took the lowest form. His political clout and corruption from his father to buy a doctor off to write him a note five times. Joe Biden didn't deserve to be in the same room as Larry Taylor. He doesn't deserve to even say his name. Joe Biden is an American traitor. And that's why I didn't touch upon that story, because I wanted Larry Taylor to enjoy the fact that finally, after decades of an unjust lie of a war, he was being recognized for his bravery that saved lives, American soldiers' lives, the same kind that Joe Biden and the American corrupt politician waste and send to mayhem and chaos and that'll bring us right into the ukrainian updates for the war when you see what's going on with ukraine the money swindler the nonsense how does it keep going does anybody even care about the waste of lives because you do realize these are american soldiers i don't care what anybody's telling you now ukraine joining nato obviously cannot you know is a it's a long story when, when, when the idea of membership of uh, Ukraine, NATO, was raised, it was in the summit of, uh, of NATO, Bucharest, 2007 or 8. There was no agreement among the big Western countries to do so, so it was postponed. It. But, but, but after two or three years later, 
the Russians became stronger and stronger and stronger. And now they are even stronger. So we missed the historical opportunity to do so. And this... What was going on with NATO? The American-funded NATO. The IMF Bank. They were stealing our money. For decades they've been stealing our money. And now the Democrats are in. And by the way, the American people completely agree with our premise. Don't be undersold here. You, if you think the American people are not buying what we all know, you're wrong. And when you look here about President Biden now serving as president, his actions in the Hunter Biden probe, have they been appropriate or not? Um, 55% of Americans, a majority, believe Biden's actions related to the Hunter Biden probe inappropriate. Because they understand Hunter Biden wasn't getting hired. Hunter Biden was a bag man. Now, if they could only make the connection and realize corruption trickles up, what did Barack Obama make? We're talking about, Danny, here, the time when he was vice president, right? Whether Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings at the time he served as vice president. Overall, if you look here, 61 percent of Americans think Joe Biden was involved. You can see partisanship drives this, right? Obviously, nearly all Republicans, 90 percent, believe that. This has been a major storyline and talking point on Fox News and elsewhere. 64 percent of independents believe that Biden was involved in Hunter's business dealings. 28 percent of Democrats. And I want to show you of that 61 percent overall there that believe uh, he had dealings. Forty two percent, Dana, think that Joe Biden acted illegally when he was vice president in those business deals. Forty two percent of your fellow countrymen understand that he's a crook on the take, bribed traitor to his nation. And he's running for reelection. No, he's not. It's a facade. And in the meantime, when you think about what he perpetrated, the crime and the billions and the scandal, it's outrageous. It's something like a UAW president. But what about the actual people? The mayhem, the warfare, the destruction. Do you not remember how it was sold by the media, by Pravda? One of my favorites is something nobody talks about, Yemen and Syria. How many people we killed and nobody understands why. We still occupy a third of Syria. The oil fields. My favorite was the CNN reporter who, after the accusation of Assad using chemical weapons, went there to sniff a T-shirt. And there's definitely something that stings these backpacks. So, so I want you to think about it. The accusation was drop chemical weapons that poison everybody. And this idiot goes there and she sniffs the T-shirt squirrel. She's a sniffer. Like Joe Biden, sniffer. And there's definitely something that stings. These backpacks belong to Malaz and Bessa, seven-year-old twins from Duma. They're a little shy, hesitant. Their mother, Umnur, tells us they remember everything They were hiding in a basement when the alleged chemical weapons attack in Duma took place. They could barely breathe. She felt her... And that led to the mayhem and murder of God knows how many people. And the reality is we're still back in that same action. All right, when I get back, I've got a little surprise for you. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Ow! So think about it. If you got a small business, 
and you're stuck in a Democrat sewer like California, you're not supposed to defend yourself. I'm still blown away by the shoplifting bill. Does the shoplifting bill ban shoplifting? No. In fact, it encourages it. And what happens if the store owner actually defends his property? Squirrel, did you hear what happens? The bill introduced by State Senator Dave Cortese aims to prevent workplace violence by banning employers from forcing their staff to confront active shoplifters. We don't want crime in our California. So please, which our bills, they are here, which will increase crimes. We don't want it. SB 553. SB 553. Small business owners are no longer going to be small business owners if they keep allowing this. It only protects the shoplifters. We believe this bill is going to increase the shoplifting. Every other day, people are coming openly, taking the stuff and walking out. Police. You know what I love about it? I love that they all have accents. That's who comes here and takes advantage of the American dream. And where's the American Democrat? On the couch, waiting for a check, you lazy bastards. In the meantime, this guy got here when? Five years ago, ten years ago, he's got three stores. And now what are you going to do if he defends his property from the welfare Democrat? He's going to have to pay a fine, squirrel. If he defends himself and he gives you the ass-kicking you're asking for, I think it's 19 grand. They fine the business owner for protecting his property. Come either 10 hours later or next day, or they say file an online report. Pass a bill to protect the small businesses. You know how many welfare Democrats this immigrant is worth? And I don't mean net worth. I mean as a patriot, as an asset to his nation. The taxes he's paid, the jobs he created, versus the righteous welfare roach. The criminal. Cortez, he says the bill would establish a new baseline of workplace violence prevention standards, such as documenting every crime and how it was handled by employees. You're not the problem. You're the victims of a, a big, big spike in property crime and theft crime. And- Do you know that these people like me and you that pay taxes... Why isn't the government ever liable? You see, government, morons, what you're supposed to do is make sure that nobody steals in our store. But instead, you protect the predator because you're a predator. The government is a predator as well. They're like the shoplifters, except the shoplifters actually make the effort to actually steal the stuff. The government does it with a pen and a threat criminal activity in your areas. Our biggest concern with this is that it will eliminate the position of loss prevention in our retail store. Those are our specially trained personnel who understand how to de-escalate some of these situations. And if we don't have the ability to... My grandfather who had a store, he he knew how to de-escalate the situation too. Because if you grab something off of the shell and you took it, he beat you with a rubber hose. Till you gave it back, then he took your money. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Craig, where are you? I'm here. All right, go ahead. I'm here, Sean. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Even you're, you're speaking to a tomato uh, can. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Blasted phone. Listen, um, got to tell you something. Like, uh, there's something you've been talking about, and I wish you were wrong, but you were actually dead on right about it, and it's Ukraine. Because I'll tell you what, I've recently heard some of the statistics. I mean, the, um, uh, it's like a 10-to-1 ratio of the young guys, the young uh, soldiers fighting in Ukraine. 10-to-1 that are being killed um, on, you know, Ukraine side. And that's not even counting anything with that, all the all the loss of limbs, all the stuff like that. It's a meat gland over there. And nobody's talking, nobody's getting honest about it. There was, there's been a couple of uh, military guys that have basically uh, 
talked about it. And what they're saying is that everything the U.S. has done has been a day late and a dollar short. They do everything to the training. There's no training to go along with the equipment and everything. These guys are trying to use the equipment. They don't know. All the equipment, equipment's getting obliterated. The guys are dying. The thing they need to take in, like, um, it's a it's a disaster, and you don't hear a word about it, but you've been talking about it. How, did we oh, because, I mean, right. come on, it's the easiest call in the book. The most corrupt country in the world. And we're giving them their GDP. Before the war, we're giving it to them. It would be like some country giving us $23 trillion. And who would steal it? All the politicians. And that's exactly who's stealing it now. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. He says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. $400 million. Seymour Hirsch, squirrel, in the 60s was an icon, an icon to the then left. Now you never hear his name except on my show and other shows like mine. Because the American people, they love the lie that Joe Biden's a Democrat versus the reality. He's a crook like Zelensky. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so where are the property rights in your life? This country was founded on property rights. The Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, these are things 99% of the idiots walking around pretending to be proud Americans can't tell you what they are, let alone demand that they be acknowledged and that the government be emaciated and small. They're very comfortable having their assets in total control of the government, which is working tirelessly to know each and everything you have so that they can control you. That's obviously where this is going. There was a time in this country when young Mavericks knew this and understood it and wanted to stop it. My next guest is one of those guys. I love talking to him. It's the second time I've talked to him. He is the author of the book PayPal Wars, Battles with eBay, the Media, the Mafia, and the rest of the planet Earth. He is Eric Jackson. Eric, thanks for joining me again. How are you? I'm great, Sean. Thank you so much for having me back and also for uh, calling me a young maverick. I'm certainly a maverick, but I'll take the young part if uh, yes. I'm offered. I've got a little a little bold spot, too, but don't worry about it. We're aging magnificently because we don't waver from the principles of Americanism. And that's really what's at stake the way I see it. And, you know, we talked last time and I, I alluded to the fact I thought PayPal was shelved. I thought that eBay was incentivized to, to buy it because you guys were a threat to the Federal Reserve. I see it as that today. But I can't help but notice what's happening with blockchain. And I'm wondering if you're seeing the same things as they're being driven offshore, they're being attacked by the SEC. And ultimately, I'm curious to know where you think it's going to go in terms of money, the digital dollar, and the rest of it. John, that's fascinating. And and absolutely the right question to be asking, because it, it does appear that the government, through its various tentacles is trying to strangle off the ability of blockchain and crypto to actually be a useful tool. Now, I get that there are 
critiques that can be offered of, of crypto. I'm not here to be an apologist or tell you that what the price of Bitcoin should be in a year. Uh, but I will say this, the technology behind blockchain is amazing. This idea that you can have a decentralized permanent ledger that could track legitimate transactions that uh, basically rules out counterfeiting and very importantly, also uh, prevents uh, inflation or is counterinflation in the sense that uh, the whatever the currency is, the new amount that will be created is determined by a transparent program that everyone knows. So the kind of the opposite of the Federal Reserve. And that's the thing. It's it's outside of the Federal Reserve, a way for Americans or anybody to operate and transfer their version of currency. And that is is something that cannot be afforded in a country that wants to control each and every citizen's assets. And that's the only explanation for the all-out attack on it. But I'm curious to know the similarities in, in the technology. Is this something that PayPal also utilized? Because you guys couldn't be hacked. You never lost really a dime. And you were void of the, of the Federal Reserve as well. And you somehow were able to fungigate the different currencies. And yet that technology is still shelved. I still don't hear anybody promoting this technology. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great point, Sean. And you know, I, as I wrote in my book, The PayPal Wars, uh, Peter Thiel, when he started that company, along with with Max Levchin, uh, uh, who's a brilliant uh, Ukrainian uh, technologist that uh, moved to the U.S. Uh, uh, from the Soviet Union back when he was a child, uh, they, they really had an individual liberty, a really a freedom focused uh, vision for what PayPal could become. This idea that if you build an online currency platform that will empower people all over the world, not just America, but all over the world, uh, to have greater control over their money and to basically send their money wherever they needed to and whatever currency they needed to and to access it in a way that uh, limited the ability of governments either to walk it up and prevent it from being moved or uh, to uh, uh, debase it, right, through inflation. So uh, an incredible... A vision of liberty. Now, it was built on a kind of a really different type of technology than blockchain. This is back around uh, uh, 1999 as this was being built, and blockchain hadn't been invented yet. It was another decade or so before the uh, the group uh, and still secretive uh, group of, of people, or, or perhaps just a person. Nobody actually knows who the uh, the author of the original. Um, uh, uh, Bitcoin manifesto was, but yeah. uh, they set out to uh, work on this and they built uh, a decentralized tech. Here's the difference. Because PayPal, which is, which is great from a technology standpoint, using encryption and keeps things safe, but it was centralized as a company. It could be controlled. It could be reined in. It could be harassed by regulators. And, and we were, as I wrote about in the book, I mean, we had the state of Louisiana shut us down. We had, Elliot Spitzer, uh, back when he was the Attorney General of New York, uh, come after us. It was a. Uh, it was. It's my favorite gallery. political collapse of all time. And the hooker said he left the socks on. Perfect. <laughs> it it was like a Dick Tracy's, uh, you know, a gallery of rogues that uh, that we were dealing with, uh, or or Batman, if you prefer. I, I guess I think of Spitzer probably would be the Penguin. Yeah, my guess. But hey. <laughs> But it's different. It's different with blockchain because blockchain, crypto, Web3, whatever you want to call it, broadly speaking, is decentralized. And you've got a lot. The technology itself can run on 
thousands of computers simultaneously. It can't be regulated like uh, like a centralized company like PayPal can. Uh, it's been different. And the government has had to, instead of being able to shut down any one company, harass larger players and create a lot of risk and hazard and uncertainty to scare away entrepreneurs and, and investors uh, from being able to build anything here in the U.S. So you're right. We're we're chasing this out of the country. And and that's the shame of it, is that we went from that era of the 90s where guys like you were coming along. You were coming up with new ideas. And now you have very few, very few guys that are innovating this this transfer and this ability to to uh, exchange goods and, and obtain assets from around the world. And I can't help but think that is the plot of the federal government, who is very happy to explore ways to transfer money. I heard this clip from Samantha Power uh, uh, talk about money going to Ukraine. I want you to listen to this for just one second. One of the things that Congress has given USAID uh, since this full-scale invasion began is an unprecedented amount of money Mm -hmm. in direct budget support, which sounds kind of obvious. Of course, we would do that. We want to stand with Ukraine, but it's totally unprecedented, these, this kind of scale of investment. And we're talking in, along the lines of about $15 billion in, in a sense, cash to the Ukrainian government, mm-hmm. which was famously corrupt, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in past years and still has work, as you noted, to do on corruption today. I don't know if we could have gotten that money out of Congress, if not for DIA. Mm-hmm. Because what DIA allows us to do is that direct budget support goes, yes, to the Ukrainian government, but then it goes to pay teachers, to pay healthcare workers, to pay first responders, and there's a digital trail. It's not, you know, some official deciding this or that. It actually is going directly into the bank accounts in a manner that just it would have been untraceable in a in a in a prior regime. So when you hear this, when you hear of DIA, and you realize this is a technology where the people's money can be set instantaneously to very specific accounts, should there be any missing hundreds of millions or billions when this all uh, is over? Well, you'd think not. That should be a contradiction if you can actually track where all this goes. If missing means unaccounted for, uh, you should be able to account for it. So the reason I think of you often and the reason uh, I, I love what you did is that now that the government has ironically stolen a lot of the technology or the concepts of it, there should be no excuses at the end of this this adventure with Ukraine as to where our money is. We should be able to know the accounts because this is what PayPal was able to do and this is what blockchain does. They don't lose a cent. It goes specifically to where the sender wants it to go, correct? That's right. That's right. And you know, what's interesting though, Sean, is that that accountability, well, we know government's opinion on that, that sunshine is obviously the best disinfectant, and that's why they like to keep the curtains drawn. And I would guess that uh, they're going to make that uh, those reports uh, hard to come by or <laughs> delay it so long that, uh, you know, we'll all be It'll be like the Kennedy docs. We'll release it in 3,000 years. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I'm wondering, are you working on stuff now, or are you kind of not incentivized to do it again? What is your your thought process? Well, I, I'm still fighting the good fight, at least as I see it, and in the arena where I've got expertise, which is technology. So I am still working at this. I'm working on a um, uh, on a uh, company that more more news on it later. 
that'll be um, uh, adding tools to this uh, this world of blockchain and crypto, adding valuable tools to help legitimate parties uh, transact. So in a way, trying to build infrastructure. Now, am I you know spitting in the wind? That, that could be. We'll see. The government itself is making this space really difficult for uh, honest uh, business people and honest companies to, to enter. And uh, they're putting a lot of, uh, a lot of fear into uh, big players that offer infrastructure like banks, for example, to, uh, to deal with this space entirely. So it, it's, it's very problematic. And I'll tell you, Sean, part of it is this uh, death by regulation. And a lot could be said about that. I mean, you know, the, the, we got this issue with uh, the regulators and the Department of Justice coming after SpaceX and Elon Musk uh, that's yeah. been in the news lately. But, uh, but you know, th- and this is what they were doing with PayPal. These regulators come after you, and one by one, you know, they kind of say, like, well, we don't think you're following the, uh, the law. They don't tell you what you should do. They never, they never tell you ahead of time how to, uh, how to comply. So you could be as good of an actor as possible and still uh, run into their, their snare, well, if you will. They do if your name is Freed. Sam Bankman free. He kind of got the, he, it was like, it was like waiting for your, to go through TSA and then all of a sudden here comes the fat spoiled kid walks right through TSA pre-check. I mean, that's something that, uh, really doesn't get talked about. And I'm wondering, is it because there's so few of you? So few of people like you that had the, the, the opposite effect and had to deal with the, the government, uh, writ large crackdown on innovation? Well, you know, I, I don't know how many people like myself that have been entrepreneurs and had to deal with this. I mean, there, there's plenty of us, though, that could, that could relate to it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Bankman Freed is a, well, where, don't get me started on him. I'm sure as most of your listeners know, he was the, um, uh, the very, uh, let's just say, poster child or tried to position himself that way for good governance in crypto and uh, love to go before Congress and talk about the importance of, of uh, Congress regulating this space uh, back when he was viewed as a uh, sort of a golden boy. He was the founder of FTX, the, the trading firm. And then, of course, that went down in amazing flames. It turned out that they'd taken their customers' accounts and we're actually using it to make house bets, right? Uh, yeah. House money. That, that's like being able to just go over to your neighbor's house, take his money, and then, uh, you know, gamble it, not even on the stock market, but on riskier yeah. things. So it was, it was really crazy. And when, when, when that went down in flames, you know, of course, he's uh, persona non grata. But, hey, when he was making a lot of uh, contributions to Democratic politicians before, uh, they loved him in, uh, in D.C. Yeah. Well, at least in the 90s when guys were stealing money like that, they were spending it on uh, hot girls and cars and clothes. Did you take a look at this guy's girlfriend? That alone he should do 45 years for. But in the meantime, I'm wondering, I think the technology that you created, the technology that exists, the technology you work on, can bring integrity into something that needs it. And I think the answer for honest elections in the future is this technology. Do you think that has an opportunity? Because I hear a lot of people on the so-called right push back for the old-fashioned ballots, and I'm not quite sure that's the way to go either. Isn't the way to ensure honesty and integrity forward through technology versus backwards through in hoping that these areas, districts, don't have Democrat or, or, or government supremacists counting ballots? I'm with you there, Sean. I think that the right needs to be very careful about being um, sort of uh, reflexively anti-tech because technology, look, if we support free markets, 
technology is going to come out of that. The invisible hand guides the allocation of resources and leads to better solutions coming to market. That's what the free market, that's what capitalism is. So to say that, you know, to be reflexively anti-tech, well, that's pretty problematic if you be a conservative and support the free market. That being said, I think this is a great application of that technology. Imagine something that can't be faked, that everyone in the world can see, but still maintains reasonable privacy. It's not like... Uh, and can be audited. Votes. Yeah. Yes. Can be yes, audited can instantaneously. Absolutely. You could have requirements. Think about good governance laws that would enact something like this. In addition to mandating the tech being used, could also mandate that a um, uh, accounting firm, publicly, you know, a public accounting firm, uh, provide an audit, you know, real time, and that that's published, you know, the day after the election, right? I mean, think about that. All of a sudden, you've got you've got a party that's on the hook that that has the credibility as an outsider to look at this, and they've got uh, they're being compensated, but they have the legal liability to do their job right. And they published this results for uh, for all to see. Like I, I can't yeah. imagine something more more appealing. People that are thinking that you need paper need to remember that we not learned in uh, the 2000 federal election in Florida oh, how paper Chad. can be manipulated. Yeah, hanging chads. <laughs> you know, I'm wondering. You're at the forefront of still dealing with people who are innovative, and you, you you use the word you don't really hear outside of guys that are older than me. And today on CNBC, I watched a heartbreaking, a heartbreaking thing as a, as an old hedge fund guy by the name of Leon Cooperman, virtually broke down on television because he said, you know, he's the son of an immigrant who had nothing. He came here, he did very well, and he's a magnanimous philanthropist. But he said he's he's he, he's so upset because he's worried his grandkids will never experience capitalism as it's been, unfortunately, backdoor nationalized by by government supremacists. When you, in your circles, do they still use the word capitalism? Are you still proud? Do you think that it has a future? I mean, obviously, it's the only way to build wealth and truth and property rights. But do you think we're still in the dark ages or that we're coming out of it because of the amount of failure we're all living through? Yeah, you know, I, I always try to be optimistic, Sean. I, I'm I'm sort of a Reaganite at heart. I know. And uh, I, I do think that ultimately truth wins out. And the fact that capitalism or the free market, I tend to use those terms rather interchangeably. Some might quibble with that, but uh, that's how I'm using it today. Uh, I, it's the only economic system in the history of mankind to actually improve living standards and therefore lengthen lifespans and improve people's well-being. I mean, you can't, you go back and you look at thousands of years of recorded history and there is no such thing as economic growth. And you don't get that until a couple, a few centuries ago as capitalism replaced mercantilism. So man, I, I think, you know, and every, every variant we've seen since then that, that has to do with some form of centralization has led to uh, poverty, pain, and death. So I, I've got to believe that over time, that these things sort themselves out. But in some ways, we're still fighting the battle with the progressive left uh, that, uh, that we have in this country for well over a century. And, and we can't expect it to end soon. It's kind of like, you know, 1989, I've come to view um, the collapse of communism as almost like Return of the Jedi. That yeah. you thought that that whole thing was over, you know, the Death Star <laughs> blows up and Darth Vader and the Emperor die and all that. You think it's over. 
And then, you know, 20, 30 yeah. years later, yeah, it's they got Washington. a new movie and it's basically yeah. the same thing. It's Washington, D.C. I, I was hoping for the aliens because they're going to love our technology, the new technology. They're going to give us some. And their alien currency is the only thing that can pay off our debt. In the meantime, uh, where can they look at you? I mean, I, listen, I love the book. The book is fantastic, by the way. I don't know if I told you. I'm not completely through with it, but it's called PayPal Wars Battles with eBay, the Media, the Mafia, and the Rest of the Planet Earth. Uh, where can they look at you? Are you still at this transit net? And uh, how do I buy stock in it? Come on, damn it! Ah. I'm, I'm running lean. I'm getting older by the minute. We're we're uh, we're privately held. No stock to be uh, to be bought in transit net. But I, I certainly will have more to talk about that company in, in the in the weeks and months to come. We've got a lot of exciting changes. The PayPal Wars. Thank you so much. The PayPal Wars is a book that anyone that loves the free market is going to enjoy, and also yeah. that insider view of how. Peter Thiel and Elon Musk, both immigrants, by the way, yep. came and, and, and built an amazing company. And, you know, and the company had to survive multiple near deaths. Go to Amazon. You can get it in paperback. You can get it in Kindle at Amazon. You can also get it at Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Books a Million. So uh, just hop online today. The PayPal Wars. Search for it, and uh, you can get it wherever you like to buy books. Eric, one time I'm going to have you on. I just want to talk about I still am in awe how Elon Musk was extorted and forced to buy that lemon. It's not even called Twitter anymore. I can't believe he went through with that. What the hell was he thinking? I would have fought that with every dollar. I mean, it looks like this guy literally was robbed for $44 billion. They sold him a dumpster fire, and they just kept the, <laughs> kept the lid on the dumpster until he got it. Hey, if you're curious about his thing about the name X.com, we need to talk again because it's a big thing I cover in my book, Sean. He's loved that uh, brand for forever. He was uh, he actually wanted to name PayPalX.com. I tell you what, he's a peculiar guy, but I, I, I wanted to see him just lay on uh, the guy who, who stole the idea for uh, Facebook, which I refer to as asshat. I wanted to see him kick Zuckerberg's ass, but I, I don't know if he could have. Well, you know, I don't think we'll ever know, but uh, I hope he uh, does well in the, uh, in, in the competitive field of the marketplace. Let's get, go for a win there. I was hoping he was going to be like that, something about Mary's brother Warren, if you touch his ears, and he was going to throw him through the ring. But in the meantime, I love having you on. I love that you make time for me. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So the eco-Nazis cannot sell their lies. The American people will not voluntarily participate in the swindle of the eco-Nazis' green energy boondoggle. But the government has given trillions, trillions, and they're going to continue to give trillions. So I always like to go backwards and focus on some of the best scams. Like Fisker, which is back in the news today. I love to talk about this stuff. Well, I didn't actually necessarily expect he would say it Tuesday night, but I mean, clear, they've made clear from the beginning, Fisker's made clear that they need the money in order to, to build out uh, the Delaware plant. Uh, they made clear several months ago that because there was a slowdown uh, in the federal loan, uh, they don't have the money to actually invest in that plant right now, so they're having... See, back then, this is 14 years ago, nobody was buying the Fisker junk for $95,000. And up until recently, you could buy them used for 35000 And Fisker, ironically, was a hybrid car. It wasn't really a full energy battery car. 
Um, but they could not exist, and they ended up stealing the American money. The Obama administration has used taxpayer money to place what is essentially a billion-dollar bet on electric cars. and the- Stole it. Stole the money. But the government has been wrong about the scaremongering eco-Nazi predictions for 60 years. At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. That didn't pan out so well, so then it became global warming, now it's climate change or whatever these idiots really want it to be. But when you see who's in on this swindle, Bill Gates. And Bill Gates has got all kinds of profiteering and policies. But his new swindle is to destroy the principles of photosynthesis itself and massively destroy the forest, which used to be a bad thing, say, 40 years ago. But this is really the premise of what's called biomass, where they are taking the tops off mountains. Um, But the reality is what Bill Gates is promoting is even scarier. We need to be prepared for the next pandemic. We were not prepared for COVID-19, so we need to do better. And we need to be committed to make sure all tools get get out to everyone in the world. China's expertise and resources and manufacturing capacities will help us meet those needs. Uh Uh-huh. Cream puff, Jim. Yes. uh, I was just thinking about the criminally insane Republican Party. Every... Every administration you take, uh, Grant was the most uh, scandal-ridden administration in the 19th century. Then you get to Harding. His Wait a minute, you're talking a, about Grant, the guy who was the general? Yeah, Grant, who yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was, it was the most scandalous administration in Why? the 19th century. Then you go to, then you go to the 20th, no, no, no. because they were, everybody, everybody got pinched. Then you go to Harding. Harding had about six suicides in the White House. They sold everything you could get. Do me a then, favor. Tell me why Grant was Wait a minute. Didn't you get the Nixon? I don't know how many people got pinched under Nixon. Reagan, I don't know how many people got pinched under Reagan. Uh, Bush had a war off the books. And then you got, then you got this screwball who's everybody's getting pinched. You're talking about Joe Biden? criminally insane? Why was, why was Grant... Listen, John, nobody is going to go to jail in the Biden administration. I agree with you because it's like Chicago. The whole administration is going to jail. Listen, I'm just going to ask you something. You can't think. Can you think? Why was Grant's administration riddled in scandal? What was the scandal? Do you remember it? Or are you just they were selling Indian territory and all kinds. That was the most scandalous administration in the 18th century. No, he, he, he was scandalous because he was stealing the war. He was allegedly misappropriating funds, and he was yeah, issuing, he was. issuing every, rape every orders. Every Republican administration is just riddled with criminally insane people. Criminally insane people. And you say this. You see anything in the Wilson or the Roosevelt? Or, 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 or of Kennedy course I or, do. Or, can you read? Who? Who is Can you read? No, no. They who didn't go to jail. It's impossible to discuss with them. See, Jim, you think you're outsmarting. They don't go to jail because they corrupt judges. The judges that you bring the cases before are Democrat gangsters. And they always have been. That's how they stay out of jail. That's why you and Chicago Democrat moron scum like you for just a pension. 
to buy your fat ass off for what is really small money. I mean, what's your pension really? What is your real pension? For just whatever that pension is, I can get you to do anything and ignore everything, which is why you and Democrats in Chicago like you not only voted for Mike Madigan, would have voted again. And you vote for Ed Burke. Why? Because you have the judges, like the two right now, sitting Cook County judges, who are still on the investment group, the Table of Wisdom LLC with Ed Burke, and you think it's normal. So you're going to come out here, da, 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 da. you sound like an absolute moron. I'll go through every one of those cases and argue the points that you probably want. If you want to talk about how Nixon was a crook, I'm there. Why? Because he gave the government more power. He, the executive order of the EPA is Nixon. The executive order of OSHA is Nixon. We can go over Cambodia. I'll agree with you. The difference is you can't do that because you're a cult member. And you don't mind how they rob the people. You don't mind about the UAW. And you understand that that labor extortion mafia, the same one that represented your big fat ass as you sat in that truck and incubated for your pension, they're the ones that own Joe Biden. And you don't mind that corruption because you're in on it. And for just that small money, you sold out your grandfather. You sold out your country. You, Joe Biden, and the Chicago Democrats, you're traitors to the principle of Americanism. And you think you're helping? And if you want to talk about any of those topics, FDR. You want to talk about FDR and how his policies extended the Great Depression? I could do that with you 18 different ways on just Tuesday alone. And I'll do it with you. And I'll show you how every policy you and the American Democrats subscribe to lead to the kind of corruption and scandal you're wallowing in today as it destroys the principles of a once great city. You do it. You live in it and you still blame the Republicans. I'm not a Republican. I'm not your guy. I'll argue against the Republican crook. I'll argue against the Democrat crook because I'll argue against the mafia of which you are a part of. And you pretend that you're one of us. You're not. You just got a gitchy accent. But you are the problem, not the solution. And you're happy to support the problem. And you will step and fetch regardless of the scandals. Well, I'm here to tell you, the people are aware of Joe Biden's involvement in the scandal. Not everybody's a Chicago Democrat. Not everybody will sell out their mother, their grandfather, and their country for what? A hundred grand? We're talking about, Danny, here, the time when he was vice president, right? Whether Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings at the time he served as vice president. Overall, if you look here, 61 percent of Americans think Joe Biden was involved. You can see partisan. That's six out of ten, stupid. That's six out of ten. And if you want to talk about Trump being a crook, I, I, I can agree. When he bribed your then mayor, nine-fingered Rahm Emanuel, 50,000. Yeah, that's terrible. He bribed them and he paid to play. Then he got the special lawyer, Ed Burke, the same scum you probably voted for and were sad you couldn't drive his lazy, crooked ass around. You're probably upset you weren't in on the table of wisdom LLC. See, I'm not. I'll call it like it is. You never can because you're brainwashed. And as you sit here and you watch oligarchs capitalize and destroy the future for your grandkids, you still don't care because you're a cultist Democrat. The largest farmland owner, the just strictly farmland, is Bill Gates. He owns yeah. 245,000 acres. Of now, the only thing that's sicker than that 
is the Democrat cohorts of communism, the Chinese Communist Party. And you and Chicago mafia dons like you liked when the Daily Crime Syndicate sold out Chicago to the Chinese. How many condos does the, 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 the Chinese Communist Party still own in the formerly great city? But they were bribed. And you liked it that way because you're a Chicago Democrat. So do me a favor. Don't ever pretend to be a higher than the elitist, somebody who believes in principles. I'll call the Republican crooks and the Democrats, but you never will because you're a step and fetch the mind of a slave. Chicago Democrat. 312-642-5600. The fingers you have used to dial are too fat. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. That's why you're up against the mindset of a cult. You're up against those Hare Krishnas banging the tambourine. We played clips. Of Barack Obama, just just one company that he stole a billion dollars, and they don't care. The Obama administration has used taxpayer money to place what is essentially a billion-dollar bet on electric cars. And it crapped out, like everything he did, crapped out. That's really the legacy of Barack Obama. And then the mayhem in the foreign policy, 90% of the drone strikes, innocent people. The Democrats do not care. Barack, Barack, Barack. They'll vote for anything. Why? Because they, he, they thought he was helping them, in the meantime hurting them. And every one of the districts, we played the New York moron, Eric Adams. You see what's going on with Big Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. What about Fulton County? What about Fulton County where they have Big Fat Fanny who's misusing her power to go after Donald Trump? Does anybody really know what's going on in Fulton County? There's no way they could be taking it as seriously as they should because the jail is still opening and functioning the way that it is. It has to be immediately, immediately. Someone has to come in and take control, um, and we have to clear out the people that are there. I mean, now, that's a black man, Democrat telling you that the black Democrats in charge have destroyed everything they touch. Somebody needs to come in and take over. And in the meantime, when you watch the news tonight, will they tell you what's going on in Fulton County? Or just tell you what a hero to the Marxist mafia, big, fat Fannie Willis is. Here at Fannie Willis has a lot on her plate, uh, potentially multiple trials, obviously security concerns, but there's also this move by House Republicans to get documents from the DA, and I understand that Fannie Willis just responded. It's not Fannie. Don't change your name. It's big, fat Fannie. What do we know? Yeah, that's right. I mean, we've seen similar efforts here from House Republicans to get information about the various prosecutions in federal court. Because the allegation is they misused money, just like the UAW. But yet, you'll hear what a great organization it is, and you'll not hear just as recent as six months ago, scandal after scandal. Well, another top official in the United Auto Workers Union is facing charges in the corruption scandal tonight. He is number 12 on the growing list. Seven. It's normal. You expect it. They're Democrats, but they're going to call and tell you the Republicans are bad. I'm not a Republican. I'll tell you which Republicans are bad. All but a handful. But see, I'm not a slave. I don't think like a slave. I think like an American. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. Well put on Clean Pop. I just wanted to add, hey, Clean Pop, stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Let's add uh, Bill Clinton to the list. 
rape four women. Let's talk about Bernie Sanders, Cortez, Omar. Um, let's talk about Hubert Humphrey. Bank and fraud. Too. Yeah. Let's talk about, and here we'll talk about Teddy Roosevelt, who is uh, uh, what the Democrat mafia likes to point to. How many people know about the tax scandal in uh, 1893? He didn't pay taxes. Neither did anybody in his family. They like that stuff. They want in on it. Facts aren't going to dissuade them. There are no facts. The fact is, every policy they've implemented is a failure. Everything they predicted is wrong. The fact is, they've stolen trillions. And it's still not enough to convince somebody you could buy off. You know, you said drank the Kool-Aid. One thing about Jim Jones, those people were true believers. He wasn't paying them. You can buy a Chicago Democrat. Now, some are more expensive than others. But you can virtually buy them for walking around money. Jason Roy. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? I love the fact that you still take... Uh, I know people have told you not to take Cream Puff Jim's calls, but I love when you talk to Cream Puff Jim. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. And the simple fact is I know you're an historian. I listen to you enough to know that you know your stuff. And uh, I appreciate that. That's all Thank I wanted to say, buddy. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate that very much. The idea that there are still people willing to admit they're Democrats when they're voting for mafias is why it's easy pickings. Now, can you convince them? Absolutely not. Not only because they have a legacy of being bribed, but the ultimate fundamental principle of their philosophy is that it's okay to kill babies. You're going to reason with somebody like that? You think Cream Puff Jim cares they take my money, your money, and pay off doctors to kill babies? They don't care. That's, that's what they plan on winning on. That and the fact they stole the last one, what will stop them from stealing the next several? We'll be back in 21 hours to expose this mafia for just what it is, an organized syndicate. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 